Worldview Radio and WVW-TV is made possible because of listeners like you. Thank you so much for your tax-deductible contribution that you can make at wvwfoundation.com. That's wvwfoundation.com or by calling 901-825-0652. That's 901-825-0652. You can also send your tax-deductible contribution via check. To WVW Foundation, P.O. Box 1690, Collierville, Tennessee 38027. That's again, WVW Foundation, P.O. Box 1690, Collierville, Tennessee 38027. Thank you for helping make possible Worldview Radio and WVW-TV broadcasts. Spiritual values, moral issues, government, economy, education, work, responsibility. What we think about these depends on our worldview. Now, BCY America presents Worldview Weekend Radio with Brandon House. All right, welcome. Glad you guys are with us. We're going to be joined by Dr. Andy Woods today. We're probably going to just do a, ver- a basic generic Ask Dr. Woods. Remember when we used to do that every Every, what was it, every other Tuesday with John Whitcomb for years and years, Ask the Theologian. That was a lot of fun. Uh, maybe we could do that with uh, Dr. Andy Woods today. Just basic uh, Bible and theology questions today. What do you think, guys? You want to do that? All right, before we do, let's visit with Dr. Woods a little bit. Before I go there, I've been reading this book, War Against the Jews. War Against the Jews. How to End Hamas Barbarism. Alan Dershowitz, very, very informative book. You know, this is one of those issues where, uh, and I'm going to be interviewing him, interviewing him on my show, Brand House Live, tonight. And this is one of those examples where Alan, I've interviewed Dr. Uh, Alan Dershowitz several times. It's one of those issues where Alan and I may not agree on a lot of issues, but we do agree on free speech, the First Amendment. We agree on Israel and the need to oppose anti-Semitism, to understand the propaganda that's been put behind Hamas. Uh, This is a very, very good book. I don't know how they cranked it out so fast because it opens up with the October 7th massacre of 1,200 plus Jews in Israel on October 7th of last year. But it goes through the history of what... Hamas and the Palestinians have been offered and what they have rejected. And it's just basic stuff a lot of people don't know. Some of the things that were and are talked about in here, some of the events that occurred, they weren't really covered by the press. Just for instance, in Rocket and mortar fire from the Gaza Strip increased in late 2004 and early 2005. There was a brief halt in March 2005 in the aftermath of Mohammad Abbas's victory in the Palestinian presidential elections and an agreement signed by the various Palestinian factions in Cairo to halt violence. Hamas and other organizations merely used the lull, the lull to rearm. 
in August of that year, Israel carried out its disengagement from Gaza voluntarily, listen now, voluntarily withdrawing thousands of settlers and soldiers and completely ending the Israeli presence there in the Gaza. Okay, 2005. The hope was the Palestinians would use the end of Israeli so-called occupation to build Gaza's economy and prepare for its political independence along with the West Bank, which we call now some, which we, we call it the West Bank now, but it's really uh, Judea and Samaria. Independence along with the West Bank is part of a Palestinian state. Private donors stepped in to buy the Israeli greenhouses that had been left behind and hand them over to the Palestinian Authority. James Wolfenson, the former head of the World Bank, contributed a half a million dollars of his own money to the purchase. But almost immediately after the disengagement, Hamas and other terrorist organizations renewed their rocket fire, launching a barrage of rockets at the Israeli towns. The immediate trigger was an accident during Hamas's so-called victory rally in which a truck filled with weapons exploded in a Gaza refugee camp, refugee camp killing 19 Palestinians. There was little media focus on and no demonstrations against these largely civilian deaths. Rocket fire continued throughout the months that followed through, though Israel was no longer occupying Gaza. Look at that. Rocket fire continued throughout the months that followed, even though Israel folks had given up the Gaza, had thousands of Israeli Jews leave the Gaza, and yet the rockets continued. Well, that brings us to 2006. Hamas's victory in the Palestinian legislative elections in January 2006 that caused deep worry in Israel and throughout the international community. And then you had this Middle East quarter that was comprised of the European Union, the United States, Russia, and they warned this new Palestinian government that further aid would be conditional on its commitment to the principles of nonviolence, recognition of Israel, and acceptance of previous agreements and obligations. Well, what do you think happened? You think the Palestinians under Hamas's victory in January of 2006, you think they agreed to nonviolence, recognition of Israel? No. No. They continue to send rockets into Israel. January 2006, you had two main Palestinian factions, writes Alan Dershowitz, Fatah, which controlled the executive, and Hamas, which controlled the legislature. And they began fighting openly with each other. After extensive negotiations, the two parties agreed to a unity party, which was formed in March of 2007. But the rockets continued to rain down on Israel, reaching a record high of 257 in May of 2007 and in June of 2007. Hamas launched a military coup against the Fatah executive branch, driving its leaders out of Gaza and killing more than 100 of their fellow Palestinians, including many civilians. This was Hamas's illegal and illegitimate coup, writes Alan Dershowitz. But how many people know this? This is this is a hardcover book. It's a, a whopping, I don't know, 214 pages. 
It is a very well-written book filled with a lot of information. By the way, he goes into the law students, many of the law students who are now going to law firms and being hired as lawyers who are supporters of Hamas, who are haters of the Jews, haters of Zionists, haters of Christian Zionists. How many of these lawyers and these law firms are going to be used to carry out bogus lawfare against conservative Christian and Jewish people and individuals to destroy them? Hmm? Wow. Well, I recommend the book to you. War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism, Alan Dershowitz. Joining me now is Dr. Andy Woods. Dr. Woods, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. I don't think we have his, I don't, we, I think you're muted. Oh, there, or we go. there you go. All right. How's how you, that? How you doing today? Doing well. Yourself? I'm great. Thank you. What do you, what do you make of that little opening uh, monologue there? Well, I, I like Alan Dershowitz. I mean, he's a Democrat. I'm not. But I he's, I, I'll have um, to ask him that. I don't know if he is a Democrat or not. In well, name, in I'm, name, in name, he may not be. I, I, I'll have to ask him. He may. He. Well, I wonder if he I is. Mean, I'll I, ask. I, I hear him say stuff like, uh, "I want <laughs> Trump to be on, on the ballot so I can vote against him." Oh, okay. You know, a, th a third time. Right. You know? So I, I like him because um, he's. You know, the old days, the kind of liberals that I studied under, for example, they were like Alan Dershowitz. They were just, you know, they were open minded. They were interested in principles rather than partisanship. And they were interested in free speech and honest dialogue. I mean, I remember having some of my political science professors in college um, being in their office for hours, just having honest conversation back and forth. And that's um, that's what Alan Dershowitz reminds me of. You know, today liberals are very different. They're very close-minded. You know, they want to they don't want to hire anybody that contradicts their ideology. They want to shout you down. And uh, Alan Dershowitz to me is sort of of the old school of liberalism. Um, it's the school that used to say, um, you know, I I will I may not agree with what you say. But I'll fight to the death for your freedom to say it. Right. So they were more principally oriented. And that's he's a little older and he's of that older school. And I, I like his books. I like what he's saying. And I appreciate the guy. Yeah. Well, it should be a very I've interviewed him several times, but very specifically on this topic in this new book should be very, very interesting. You know, a, a lot of us, including myself, even though I did a whole 10 one hour series on Hamas, I still have a lot to learn about Hamas and their history and what happened in the Gaza. I mean, think about that. I did a 10 one-hour series on Hamas, and I'm still learning more and more and more about them. This is a deep topic. It's a lot to it. It's a lot of history here. Absolutely. Uh, not the least of which, the meaning of the word. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a Semitic term in Hebrew. I know this is we're dealing with Arabic, but there's a interrelationship between the languages. In Hebrew, the word for violence is Hamas. In fact, when it says in Genesis six, that uh, verse eleven, verse thirteen, the earth was filled with violence. That's the Hebrew word 
uh, Hamas. And so people need to keep that in mind when you hear these people in the Middle East under the banner of Hamas, you know, saying that they really want freedom and coexistence. Well, your, your very name betrays you. But because the Western mind really doesn't understand Semitic languages, you know, we're deceived into thinking that they're really after peace when their very namesake implies and communicates otherwise. Uh, absolutely. All right. So let's switch to another topic. Uh, Prince William. He's come out and said that the war in Gaza needs to end. First of all, does anyone care what a guy born with a silver spoon in his mouth like that really <laughs> thinks? I mean, uh, okay, so they send him off and let him wear a uniform and learn how to fly helicopters and whatever. And maybe he's a great husband and maybe he's a great father. I don't know. Who knows, right? We know what we see in the press and we know what they want us to see. But um, he seems like he's definitely cut from the same cloth as his father. He seems like he's an absolute radical and crazy environmentalist. Uh, and now he is making this stupid statement as though somehow Israel needs to stop what they're doing as though Israel started it. Um, again, this is a guy who uh, I guess has some family fortune, but doesn't he largely live off the taxpayer dole? And isn't he traditionally supposed to keep his mouth shut? This is the guy that's supposed to be the next king. And now with the diagnosis of cancer with uh, King Charles, it may become sooner rather than later. But I'll tell you what, I've had him on my short list for a while of people that I would be watching just to see what they would do on the world stage. I have no idea who the Antichrist will be. I have no idea who the false prophet will be. But I do have a short list, and I've put Emmanuel Macron on that. I've had King Charles on that. Uh, I think he, I think we can take him off that list. Uh, 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 I've had William on my list for a long time simply because he became a global figure with the passing of his mother and all the world watching him and his brother walk behind her coffin. Uh, he became someone the media followed and everybody followed his dating life to his engagement, to his marriage, to his children. And the whole world knows who this young man is. They've all watched him grow up. And many people have an affection just simply because they felt like his mother was mistreated uh, or they felt like he is, of course, born into this and it's a tough road to hoe. And, uh, you know, so a lot of people see him as as uh, a, 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 what appears to be a good family man, committed to his wife, committed to his children. You know, many things on the outside looking at publicly, you, you would just have some respect for his class, uh, regardless of politics. But now he's brought in politics. I want your response to that when we come back. Don't go away, folks. Joining me now is Melissa House. She called me today and she told me something and I said, you have got to tell the audience this. They need to hear this. It's really good news for those of you that, well, are taking Bella Grace. What happened today? Well, I went to my hairdresser and I had not told her um, about this product that I've been taking. And when she was blow drying my hair, she said, you, I just noticed when I was parting your hair and fixing it that you have a bunch of new hair growth and a lot of, you know, short hairs that are more curly than normal and I've been going to this lady for probably 13 years and she's never said that to me and I had noticed it but for the fact that she the fact that she noticed it was I had to call Brand right away and yeah. tell him well I guess the collagen has definitely helped me grow my hair 
But we had heard that one of the things this would do... Well, collagen will grow your grow hair. Grow your hair. Collagen mm-hmm. supposedly grows your hair. Right. You said you've never had this before. I just, I don't... But that's not the only thing that I... It's just given me a lot more energy and really helped my hip feel better. Your sciatic and, nerve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been taking it twice a day. It has three key ingredients we've been telling you about. Collagen, mm-hmm. which all guys need collagen too. Then it mm-hmm. also has cat's claw, which is a very powerful uh, anti-inflammatory, which is probably why it's helping your... Sciatic nerve, nerve, which Dr. Mark Miller talked to us, the formulator of this for 30 years, talked to us about that the other day. Third thing you have is the Astroreal AstraZenethin. Good job. Is that pretty good? That's good. I've been practicing. Mm -hmm. And that got the Cognitive Award in 2022. So, Mm -hmm. and that that crosses blood-brain barrier and gets into the gut. Right. Whereas so a lot of the collagen absorb. you're you're flushing down the toilet about ninety five percent. This you're mm-hmm. absorbing according to studies. You're absorbing ninety five percent. There you go. All right. If you want more information, it's on the website. Again, it's it's set up under her name so they can track it and give credit back to our organization. We've explained to you the way we bring you these free shows is either through our foundation supporting that or through supporting our sponsors. MelissaHouse.BellaGraceGlobal.com. The testimonials are there, including the eighty clinical trials are there as well. MelissaHouse.BellaGraceGlobal.com. All right, welcome back. Glad you're with us. Uh, Worldview Radio, our website, WorldviewRadio.com. What's very interesting is the uh, folks that are uh, trying to tell us today that the cell phone outage uh, outage yesterday was not the solar flare. Well, I find that very interesting uh, because all the evidence seems to point to that's what it's at. I mean, I could be wrong, but the evidence seems pretty good on that one, doesn't it? We saw the solar flare come off the sun. We have a a telescope from NASA that looks at it. We have the images. We have the video recording. And then we have the time frame. But it appears as though a lot of folks are wanting to say, no, it wasn't that. It was a cyber attack. Now, is that because they want to use this natural event and blame it on something in order to prepare all of us for the grid down? And, I, and if I were a guessing man, which I am guessing, that's exactly what I would think right now. Because I'm seeing the video of the solar flares come off the sun, and then this happens with the cell phone towers. So everybody wants to, you know, some of these folks now want to say, no, it wasn't that. The government's using that to, uh, to cover what was a cyber attack. Why would the government want to cover a cyber attack? They've been telling us cyber attack was coming. So those on social media saying, oh, this is, you know, this anyone that believes this is crazy because this is um, really what it's about. And they're using the solar flares to cover the cyber attack. No, they've been telling us the cyber attack's coming. FBI director, free, many others. So I'm wondering if indeed it was a solar flare or two, and now people are using it and even some within the government are now switching horses and saying it was a cyber attack because it's a great way to add predictive programming to their agenda. Say, oh, no, it wasn't solar flares when maybe it really was, but it will add predictive programming to get ready for the cyber attack. So that, again, when it happens, they can say, well, we told you. The question will be, though, who causes the cyber attack? Will it be the deep state? Who, who caused the deaths during COVID? It was the deep state. It was the government. It was the intelligence community. Who practiced the event 201? It was the CIA was there, according to the numerous reports. Right before the pandemic breaks out, there's their rehearsing for it. We got the uh, lockstep written back in 2010 
reads and sounds just like 2020. And then the government and the National Institute of Health and all these guys are putting out all the recommendations for the hospitals, which if you go read that, you know what they were doing to a lot of these people? They were murdering them. It seems as, and I'll get into this probably next week, there seems to be there was a, a plan that a lot of these people were not only being put on ribdimisvir, which was hurting their organs, then they're ventilating them, but then they're giving them drugs that were, are de, that were designed to have people have as little stress or distress as possible who are dying from you know, various things, particularly things related to breathing and lungs. And I'm reading reports in the UK that there was a rollout of these dr uh, drugs that were euthanizing people. And that there, and in order to up the fear on a global scale, you had these the medical industrial complex in the UK killing a lot of older people and thus adding to the fear. The point I'm making is, do you trust this government? They will exploit a crisis and they will make it worse. And they will kill without any reservation. Most of these governments of the world. So do you really think that our government wouldn't put down the power grid? Of course they would. If they thought it would stop Donald Trump from being reelected, from holding an election, of course they would. Do you think this government and NATO would continue to push Putin into a corner? I'm not a defender of Putin, but continue to push him into a corner and do all the dumb things one would do that would cause us World War III. Tell me what they have not done. Tell me what they have not done. Let me phrase it this way. Tell me what would you do? What would you do if you wanted World War III with Russia? What would you do? And then tell me of that, how much of it have they done? A lot of the things you would do to bring about World War III in setting up hostility with Russia and Putin, they've done it. So if your intent is to go to World War III with Putin, tell me, what have they done to stop it? What have they done to accelerate it? A lot of things at this very news desk, Dr. Peter Vincent Price said early on, he passed away in August of 2022, he said, look, these are the things we need to do to stop going to World War III with Putin. And we're not doing them. We didn't do them. And we've exacerbated the whole situation. So, of course, these people will kill with COVID. Of course, they will kill with drugs to kill older people, to, to ramp up the fear and propaganda. Of course, they will push us to World War III. Of course, they would put down their own power grid the deep state, and kill off Americans and create crisis if they thought it could be to their advantage. So would I be shocked if you have a natural occurrence of solar flares that disrupt cell phone towers that the deep state and others wouldn't say, oh, well, it really wasn't that. It was a cyber attack. Do you really believe them at this point? Even if it was really a cyber attack, <laughs> are you prepared to take their word for it? Particularly when there seems to be this orchestrated attempt, even from movies, to congressional testimony warning us of these impending black swan events that nobody wanted to talk about outside of this show and a few others.
But now all of a sudden, they all inside the government want to tell you about what was considered a conspiracy theory just a few months ago. Which tells me again, you we had better be careful. I have no idea what these guys have planned, but following up from yesterday's show, I'm not buying unless I can see real hard proof that it was just a cyber attack. I would go with the most obvious, which is you got solar flares coming off the sun. NASA's telling you, I got the, we got the shots of it. We've got a lot of independent guys that watch this stuff. And we found out yesterday I have YouTube channels watching this, this stuff, solar flares. And they all seem to say, look, you got two big solar flares coming off there. And then voila, within a few hours, you got this disruption. Well, that might be it. But it could also be hijacked and pointed to another cause to prepare everybody with predictive programming of what's to come. It's going to be an interesting summer and fall. Joining me now again is Dr. Andy Woods. Dr. Woods, what do you make of Prince William, his statement about Israel? It really kind of made me angry when I think about someone so pampered and, and, and coddled, and that he has this seemed to be almost angry response to what's going on in the Gaza, as though I don't you know, think he really knows much about what's happening. But particularly with his family's background, just type in the royal, the, the, you know, the royal family and Nazism. Uh, not a good thing when you go and study the, the uh, family there and their ties back to Nazis. King Edward, who gave up the throne, of course, uh, you can see pictures of him with Hitler. You, you would think this guy from a PR standpoint would have just kept his mouth shut. Dr. Woods. Well, the statement's kind of interesting. He's he's he wants to end the war, the Gaza Israel war. Well, why doesn't he say something about against the people that started the war? <laughs> you know? I mean, if you're if you're that much against it, it seems to me you'd be against the aggressors, you know, beginning October the seventh of last year. Um, as far as the Antichrist doctrine is concerned, I do believe that Satan always has in every generation a man waiting in the wings because Satan is not omniscient. He doesn't know everything and he doesn't know exactly when the restrainer is going to be removed via the rapture. So he's always had someone ready to go. So when you see someone, um, you know, in that part of the world, because we believe in a Eurocentric new world order that's making statements against Israel because we know that the Antichrist ultimately will be against Israel. I mean, that sort of uh, gets the antenna up. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe he is the Antichrist. Maybe he's not. Maybe he could be if the restrainer is removed, you know, in the short future. So I just kind of put all of these things in sort of the interesting category because there are, there are a lot of parallels between what he's saying there and what the future Antichrist will do. All right. Anything else you're watching before? Well, let me go give out the phone number. 1-800-347-9829. 1-800-347-9829. Kind of a <clears throat> open line Friday, if you will. Ask a Bible question, uh, Bible prophecy question, just basically generally anything we've been talking about over the many, many years uh, that you might want to talk about or ask about. 1-800-347-9829. one 800 Three four seven nine eight two nine. Anything in particular you've been watching this week, Doctor Woods? Well, I will say something about the solar flare mm -hmm. issue that you were bringing up. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's an actual precedent 
for what for what you're talking about with uh, so-called climate change. I've read a lot of different articles indicating that global warming is actually attributable to, you know, solar flares. That's right. So unless you can pass a law regulating what happens on the sun, <laughs> you know, there's no way to contain or control, you know, global warming. And so the truth of the matter is it's going to happen in nature one way or the other. And here comes the Rom Emanuel mentality, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. And they've convinced everyone that somehow uh, climate change is anthropogenic, meaning we're causing it, you know, when in reality it's, it could be, you know, I've read a lot of articles indicating that it's related to something that is on the sun, you know, solar flares. So they're, they're, you know, connecting two things together that don't go together, you know, with the excuse of we're going to make government bigger and get greater control of the citizenry. And so I see that identical pattern, you know, in what you're talking about with the solar flare, you know, disrupting the communication. And then they're coming along and saying, well, we really caused that. So, you know, accept our burdensome regulations. Hmm. What do you make of this? Uh, CBS seizes confidential files of fired reporter pursuing Hunter Biden's laptop. Story is unprecedented move. Um, that's going to be in my worldview report tonight. We talked about it last night briefly, but that's going to be more in my worldview report. Uh, there are reports that former CBS journalists are saying they've never, ever seen anything like this. Do you think it points to the fact that we do have indeed a compromised media and have probably for several decades now that are really just a direct arm? The big corporate media are really just direct arms of the so-called deep state, the intelligence community. Well, I would call this president presidency, you know, Beijing Biden. I mean, they're they're, you know, they're they're bought and paid for by China. And um you know, how, how deep do these Chinese tentacles go? I mean, I think they go into media. I, I think they go into many, many spheres of influence. And so the fact that the media has been running interference for the Biden administration and every other liberal administration before it, you know, really is not a great shock to me. Let's go to the phone lines. 1-800-347-9829. Let's start with Dave in Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Dave. Welcome aboard. Yes. Yes, is this uh, Brandon? Yes, it is. Yeah, Brandon, uh, I was just had a question for Andy. Okay. And and my question is, does uh, Andy believe in the Ten Commandments? I think the answer would be yes, right, Andy? Yes. Okay, keep going, Dave. Okay, okay, and I, and I have a follow-up question on that. Um, you know that the Catholic Church was the church that implemented uh, the observance of the first day of the week as okay. Sabbath. Okay, I will hold right there. I, yeah. knew I knew that's where you're going, but hold right there. We'll address it. Don't go away. We have slashed the shipping cost on our freeze-dried food at wvwtvstore.com. Hello, I'm Brandon House. And for this month of January and February, we are slashing our shipping by half, half the cost, gone. We're saving you half the price you would normally pay for shipping this heavy freeze-dried food. But this is for a limited time only at wvwtvstore.com. 
Here we are in January of 2024. I think it's going to be a bumpy ride as we go into the election in the fall of 2024, not to mention the threat of World War III, China going after Taiwan, all the military-age males that have poured over our border from Islamic nations and the CCP. Folks, do you have your preparations in order? Even the mainstream media like CBS Face the Nations talking about a black swan event a major national security black swan event in 2024. There's the talk of the power grid going down. Even the irresponsible FBI director told Congress that all the lights are flashing red for a terrorist attack. Well, it might be predictive programming, and they may cause it to happen or allow it to happen. But reality is, if it happens, you want to make sure you're prepared. I took about three days during the Christmas break to get more organized. I've been prepping since 2013, but I had some prepping gear in one closet and another in another closet. I got organized, got it all put together in the right places. I know where everything is. And then I even added to it and updated. Well, here's your chance to update your emergency supplies by going to wvwtvstore.com for the month of January and February as we have slashed shipping of our freeze-dried food in half. So that'll save some of you several hundred dollars. But you need to take action now while we have the supplies and while you can save half on the normal shipping price. WVWTVstore.com, WVWTVstore.com or 901-468-9357, 901-468-9357. Again, you can place your order over the phone if you prefer, 901 901- Four six eight nine three five seven, or for greatest of ease, just go right online wvwtvstore.com and get it while it lasts and half off the shipping cost. Thank you. All right, welcome back. Glad you're with us. All right, uh, Doctor Woods. Yeah. Dave wants to know: Do you believe in the Ten Commandments, Dave, uh, Pastor Woods? That's the first question. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Keep going, David. Yeah, and really, what I wanted to uh, know was. Um, there was a Catholic priest called T. Enright, and uh, what he said back in 1884 is that the Bible says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The Catholic Church says, no, by my divine power, I abolish the Sabbath day and command you to keep holy the first day of the week. And lo, the entire civilized world bows down in a reverent obedience to the command of the Holy Catholic Church. Okay, I'm not Catholic, and I'm not here to defend Catholic. It's the seventh day. It's the Sabbath day. Okay, Okay. thank you, Dave. I was going to have a conversation, but I can tell you're just going to interrupt me. Uh, So here's the issue, uh, Dr. Woods. Uh, We get these calls. And, of course, the Roman Catholic Church wasn't formed until somewhere around, correct me if I'm wrong, 325 A.D., after mm-hmm. death. So A.D., after death. So 325 years after the death and resurrection of Christ comes the Catholic Church. Well, that's very interesting because <clears throat> we see on resurrection morning, they go to the tomb, uh, the disciples. And right after the resurrection, we see again and again in the Gospels that they start going to church on the first day of the week, Sunday. So how could the Catholic Church be responsible for us going to church on Sunday versus Saturday when the Catholic Church didn't come around for 325 years until after the resurrection, but the disciples themselves were going to church on Sunday right away, immediately after the resurrection as observance of the resurrection Sunday? So, again, I'm not here to defend Catholic doctrine. I'm not Catholic. But I'm telling you, 
We don't go to church because the Catholic Church chose Sunday. We go because the Bible says that the, the, the disciples who became the apostles whom the Holy Spirit moved upon that wrote the Bible started going to church right after the resurrection on the first day of the week in observance of the resurrection. I don't know why I have to keep explaining this year in and year out. Dr. Woods? Well, you know, just a little history. I mean, th there was um, Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11, you know, work six days, rest on the seventh. So under the prior dispensation, you know, of Israel under the law, the, the Sabbath, you know, was on the, a Saturday, the, the last day of the week. But as you pointed out, and this has nothing to do with the Roman Catholic Church, this has to do with the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus rose on the first day of the week. You'll see that in John 20, verse 1. Notice I'm not quoting Roman Catholic dogma. I'm just quoting the Bible, which is what Protestant Christians like myself, who stand on sola scriptura, scripture alone is our authority, are most interested in. And, which, and you pointed it out as you go through the book of Acts and you get into the epistles, you find the church. Uh, not Israel, but the church, which is a new man, uh, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ meeting on the first day of the week. Just jot down Acts 20 and verse 7, and you'll see it. And then jot down uh, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 2, where Paul is raising up an offering for the suffering saints in Jerusalem. And he talks about collecting that offering or when you gather, you know, start storing up for the offering on the first day of the week. So the, the resurrection of Jesus changed everything. And so that's why we meet on the first day of the week in this particular dispensation or age, whereas in the prior age, you know, they met on the last day of the week. So there you it's go. not Roman. It's not Roman Catholicism. It's the resurrection of Jesus. And I, it makes people so angry when we explain that. We get a percentage of emails and people will be so angry. Uh, and by the way, the only one of the Ten Commandments not repeated in the New Testament that I can find no. is that one. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. That one is not repeated in the New Testament for this new dispensation of the New Testament church age, correct? Uh, that's correct. And there's some other things left out as well. The, the punitive elements, I mean... <laughs> If you miss the Sabbath under the Old Covenant, uh, they, they said that to Moses in Numbers 15. Hey, we, we saw a guy picking up sticks on the Sabbath. And Moses says, we'll take him out and throw rocks at him till he's dead. <laughs> so obviously all of that punitive stuff is left out. So we're under a, a, a new uh, law legal system. I would call it the law of the Holy Spirit, Romans 8, 2. The law of Christ, Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. And it looks similar to the Old Covenant in some ways, but similarity does not prove equality. We're under a new system entirely. And as you pointed out, the Sabbath concept, among many other concepts, is not carried over. And uh, because of what Jesus did, uh, his resurrection from the dead, we meet on the first day of the week, not the and, last day. And of the we're week. not under the civic and ceremonial law of Israel. We, the church, the New Testament church, the New Testament church, although some were Jewish, obviously, the New Testament church is separate and distinct from the nation state of Israel with their civic and ceremonial laws. And before someone accuse us of saying that we don't believe in the Ten Commandments today, we believe in the moral law as reflected by the Ten Commandments. 
uh, an abbreviated version, if you will. But we believe in the we believe in the full precepts, right? The full precepts of the Word of God. But yes, of course, we believe in the moral law aspect of the Ten Commandments, uh, as represented there by the nine that we see repeated in the New Testament. Correct? Yeah, we believe in the moral law of God as it's been repackaged for the Church Age. So Amen. we're not under the Mosaic Law at all. We're under the law of Christ, the law of the Holy Spirit, which repeats nine of the ten. So it looks similar to the Mosaic Law in a lot of ways, but it's a different legal system entirely. Uh, let's go to Barbara, line two, Barbara in Kansas. Thank you for calling in, Barbara. Well, thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. I wondered if either of you remember when during the night – um, and this would have been around the time of the when we, everyone was questioning the election as, as to who won the election in November 2020. And this explosion occurred. There was a trailer parked across from the AT&T building in New York. Do you remember that? No, I don't. But I do remember the explosion in December of that year in Nashville, which was okay. in eighteen. Okay. So it was facility. okay. I, you know, there's so much that goes on. It's hard to remember the time and places of all these things. But I'm at the I'm at the point where whenever I hear anything about AT and T, because they never really answered the questions about what happened at that explosion. <laughs> That's or, right. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. all left up in the air. Oh, they had an explanation, just like they do about this. And so with this Marxist government that's, that's running things and AT&T, I'm just wondering, you know, how can we believe anything AT&T tells us? I, I agree 100 uh, percent. And being, you know, three hours from Nashville, we obviously had a lot of everybody had the information on that 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 day. I think it was a Christmas morning. Uh, it was just shocking. Right. Um, but you're right. There was a lot of concern about what that facility was really all about. And boy, they were able to find out who that was and his manifesto. And they had that thing buttoned up within 48 hours, 48 hours. They're still trying to figure out who did the, the Las Vegas shooting and killed a bunch of Americans from top of a building, uh, uh, Mandolin Bay, wasn't it? I mean, they're still trying to figure that out, but they were able to wrap that one up with the AT&T facility in about 48 hours. Hmm. Very, very interesting. By the way, I don't think it was only AT&T that was impacted in yesterday's outages from what I'm reading as well. But uh, very good comment, Barbara. Diane, Diana, Diana, line three. Diana calling in from Arizona. Hi, Diana. Well, hello there. Thank you for your program. Thank you, Diana. Um, oh, yeah. I. Um, if anybody wants to know how bad it's really getting, a few weeks ago, I was at McDonald's. So I've gone in the McDonald's restaurant. I've went in there for years. I go in there. I like to sit and read. Uh, I talk to people. I have a nice tea. I've been going there for years. They know me. I know them, all the managers and everything. Even danced with one of the guys that worked there because I like to have fun. Well, anyway, this day, a few weeks ago, I went into the girls' uh, ladies' restroom, and there was this person in there. I saw him go in, and I didn't know if it was a man or a woman. So when I went into the restaurant, I mean into the bathroom, I asked this person, are you a woman or a man? Uh -oh. I was not rude. I was not discourteous. I wasn't impolite, and I wasn't uncivil, and they said, I'm a woman. So uh, very vehemently towards me. Now, what I would have done if that person was a man, I probably just would have went out of the bathroom. I don't know what I would have done. That person actually worked there at McDonald's, a new hire. Well, it, she went and told the uh, all the managers what happened. 
So they have banned me now. I can't go into uh, that McDonald's anymore. Well, in, in the meantime, I have found another McDonald's to go to a little bit further away, but not bad. Now, I was going to get a lawyer on this, but my daughter said, no, Mom, it's not worth it. Don't do it. So I didn't. But that's just how, uh, Brennan, how bad uh, things are really getting. I'm 75. I'm 75 years young. But that's, uh, that's just uh, how bad things are really getting. Can't go into that McDonald's anymore. Well, that's it's right by my house. Yeah, that's that, thank you, Diana, for calling and telling us this. Yeah, that's troubling, Dr. Woods, because, you know, it's not Diana's fault that so many corporations have gone woke, the schools, the libraries, drag queen reading hour, transgender parades, grooming children. It's not her fault that this has now permeated America and the corporations and our institutions to the point where someone might actually believe that there's a transgender in the bathroom. And so she wants to just verify that the person is using the correct facility or she could, she's just going to go ahead and exit. I, I, you know, I don't understand why someone can't ask that question in this day and age. She's not the one that set up this controversy, set up this situation. What say you? Well, I would just say it's another case where, you know, she didn't leave the culture, you know, the culture left her. Right. It's, it's, it's not her being abnormal. It's, it's her being normal and it's the culture that's abnormal. And that's actually what George Orwell, you know, the famous author said when he wrote about exposing communism in his various books, he said, you know, in times of universal deceit, merely telling the truth will be seen as a revolutionary act. Mm. And that's the kind of thing that we're seeing here. Wow. Let's go to Mark, line four. Mark in Ohio. Hi, Mark. Hello. Good afternoon. Yeah. Hey, um, I got two things I want to say. One is about uh, the prince. Is that Williams or? Prince William, correct. Okay. And he's the one that's saying something about um, cut, uh, stop the war in Israel? Correct. Okay. Now, if he's got a mouth like that, he's never been there. I say he go over there for about a year and live there and see why this is happening. Then I think he'd have a different tune. I think you're right. He, like, he could even pick up the book by Alan Dershowitz I'm reading right now, The War Against the Jews, which gives all of the history of how the Israelis gave them Gaza, pulled their residents out of Gaza, gave them all of the infrastructure, uh, worked with them, giving them aid, water, electricity, did everything they could to have them be successful, and they yet keep sending rockets to them. And I bet you, I bet you William doesn't know that. What you bet, Mark? Mark, did we lose Mark? All right, hold right there, Mark. If you're still there, we'll come back and let you finish because I think you had more than one comment to make. We'll go to Tony in South Dakota. We'll go to Brian in Milwaukee. And any of the rest of you that want to get on, we'll work to get you in as well. 1-800-347-9829. one 800 my guest is Dr. Woods. His website, andywoodsministries.org, andywoodsministries.org. Don't forget, Crosstalk coming up, top of the hour with Jim Schneider on 139 outlets. Also at vcyamerica.org. 
Hello, I'm Brandon House, and we are constantly adding emergency supplies to our store, wvwtvstore.com. One that we recently added was emergency gas masks. These are military-grade, military-standard gas masks. We are receiving these from a contact of ours through Israel. These are Israeli-made gas masks. This is what families in Israel would use, folks, and they know about terrorist attacks, don't they? Now you say, why would I want to have a gas mask on hand with a carbon filter? Where there are several reasons, I think. One, the threat of biological and nuclear attack. And we also know that we are seeing unprecedented, it sure seems like it, unprecedented numbers of train derailments. Let's not forget what happened in Ohio where the air was absolutely contaminated. I live a few miles from a train track. Lots of trains coming through carrying chemicals. If there is a spill, if God forbid there's a derailment and a spill, well, if I want to get out of the area, I would certainly first want to don a military-style gas mask, would I not? And then seek safety far away. So again, this is something we've added to our website. And you know what? Within 24 hours, we sold over 40 of these, which tells me many of you understand the seriousness of the threat. And you also want to have some of these for your family. Again, you can see our inventory at wvwtvstore.com, wvwtvstore.com. We have other things there, emergency EMT bags, potassium iodine to protect your thyroid in the event of a nuclear event. Too much to name. It's there. You'll find it wvwtvstore.com. Not just emergency supplies, but also freeze-dried food. You can also use our phone number, 901-468-9357, if you'd like to order through the phone. 901-468-9357. Or again, just visit the website, wvwtvstore.com. That's wvw tvstore.com. All right, 1-800-347-9829. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions. Let's go back to Mark. Are, Mark, are you still there, Mark? Did we lose Mark? Or is he still there? He's gone. He's gone. All right. So, Mark, I'm sorry if you want to call back in because I think you had more than one issue. Uh, let's go to line one. Tony in South Dakota. Hi, Tony. Hey, how's it going, Brandon? House? Good. Thank you. How you doing? Hey, that's pretty good, pretty good. Say, I got a question for Andy Woods, and I uh, got a question for you, too. So let's take it back to uh, when the devil and the fallen angels came to this earth. And I was curious, you know how God, through the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus' mom's pregnant, obviously? I was just curious. If the devil obviously mimics and does what God does, but the opposite, Do uh, are there bloodlines still going through this earth? And I'm saying the fallen angels, because they obviously do the same thing that the, the, uh, that God does, but the opposite. You know what I'm saying? So With are you referring to Genesis Eve, 6? You know? Are you referring, um, uh, uh, Brian, or excuse me, Tony, are you referring to Genesis 6 and the Nephilim? Is that what you're referring to? Is that still going on? Is that yes, the question? Yeah, 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 yes. But what I'm trying to say is, like, are the government, the government people, are, are, they, are they through that bloodline? Do they come from, like, fallen angels? Because obviously, you know, like, they're... The rules of this earth, you know, they could show everything, you know. Okay, a good question. I was, yeah, I was well, if you hang up and listen online, uh, it'd be great or on the terrestrial radio. Dr. Woods, what are your thoughts? Genesis 6 is, is the I do take the angel interpretation of that. Demons were procreating at that time in history with human women to corrupt the gene pool. Because the Messiah, when he comes, must be fully man. 
he must be the seed of the woman. And so the best way to stop that from happening in Satan's mind is to create a race of people that aren't fully human. So I think he was having some of his demons procreate with human women to create the hybrid race. And that's where the the Nephilim came from. Nephilim just means fallen ones. And Satan is trying to lock the human race there into a permanent state of fallenness. But having said all that, and, and by the way, that's why God sent the flood uh, to judge the earth, to purge the world of the Nephilim and to put an end to this satanic experiment. And that's why it talks about how Noah was perfect in his generations, meaning he was genetically preserved in the ark from this experiment. And consequently, through his sons, in particular Shem, the Messiah, you know, could be born. But having said all that, I look at that as a one-time event. I don't see it as something that's ever repeated. That A lot of people dispute that. But the truth of the matter is those angels involved in that sin were instantaneously jailed. Uh, that's why some are incarcerated demons in the New Testament and some are free. And I don't think the other demons would ever repeat that because they saw what happened to their colleagues. <laughs> there was an instantaneous punishment. And, and so that was that's uh, referred to in, in Jude, correct? Yeah, Jude and First Peter and Second Peter. So, you know, the truth of the matter is Satan has used many, many strategies to stop the messianic lineage. And that was just one of many strategies, and I don't really see it as something that is being replicated today. Satan has moved on. You mentioned it earlier. His plan today is to blot out Israel because he knows that the kingdom is going to come through Israel, and he's working preemptively in in that sense. It wouldn't do him any good to recycle Genesis 6 because he already lost that round the Messiah was born. Right. Let's go to Brian, line two. Thank you, Dr. Woods. Brian, line two in Milwaukee. Hi, Brian. Yes, I got a question concerning the uh, final two witnesses in the book of Revelations. I think you two said that it would be Elijah and Moses. That Now, but... some believe uh, Elijah and Moses. Some believe Enoch. There are different people that believe differently. And we, some, you know, we did. that's not a, a Dr. Woods would say, we're not going to start a new church denomination over that. <laughs> No, but uh, the reason why I brought that up, because like in Hebrews 9.27, it says we die once for our sins. And in Deuteronomy 34.5.6, it says that Moses died and the Lord buried him. No one knows where. So I don't see how it could be Moses. Right. Uh, Well, first of all, I do know that it's pointed to every man to die once and then face the judgment. That is the general rule. Uh, Lazarus had to go through it twice. So obviously scripture can't contradict scripture. So we know that that statement then is the general rule. The general rule is that you die once and then face the judgment. Uh, But we do have other, we do have some people who say, well, the rapture, we do have various raptures in the scripture, people who are taken up off the planet. Uh, Correct, Dr. Woods? Well, it's it's a general law. It's like the law of gravity that God established, but it can be set aside when he wants to. So Jesus ascended. Hmm back to the Father and set aside the law of gravity. So Hebrews 9, verse 27 is, generally speaking, that's how things work. But as you noted, there's exceptions. I could point to another one. You mentioned Lazarus, but another one is there in Matthew 27, where when Christ was crucified, some people there in the tombs in Jerusalem, you know, came out of those their graves and started walking 
around the city and they were uh, resuscitated, not resurrected at that point because Christ's resurrection was the first fruits resurrection. So we presume that those in Matthew 27, you know, died again. And so that's how to handle Hebrews 9 verse 27. It's a general rule, but it's not a 100% certain thing, particularly when God is in the business of performing miracles and setting aside his laws when he deems appropriate. And, and that's what a miracle is, uh, Brian. A miracle, we, we say, well, that was a miracle. No, that was not a miracle. Well, there's a lot of things we call a miracle, but if, in the strictest sense, as Dr. Woods was just saying, a miracle is when the known laws of the universe are set aside. You know, there's something outside of the norm of the known laws of the universe. That's a miracle, and we're, we're not going to limit God. Absolutely, God can do miracles all the time as, as he so chooses, and he does. Uh Without a doubt. All right, let's go to Peter, line four. Peter, if you make it quick, we'll squeeze you in. Hi, Peter. Peter, yes, uh, from uh, Eau Claire. Okay. Yeah. Um, the thing that it, there is is that uh, Yeshua was put in the grave on the evening. So three days and three nights would make him rise on Sabbath late, late on Sabbath. He was not in the grave on the morning. He was gone. Nobody found him. Nobody saw him. Okay, quick answer. Quick answer to that, Doctor Woods. Well, it's a Jewish It's a Jewish idiom where half a day actually can equal a whole day in Jewish figure of speech. So he was in the grave three days, half a day on the front end, half a day on the back end, a full day in the middle. And you can demonstrate that in the biblical text that the Jews looked at half a day as a whole day. So you believe he was buried what day, Dr. Woods? Friday and rose on Sunday. All right, there you go, Dr. Woods, AnnieWoodsMinistries.org. Thank you, guys. Take care. This has been. Have you checked out all the free programming lately at WorldviewTube.com? Hello, I'm Brandon House. If you go right now to WorldviewTube.com, you are going to find so many television shows ready for you on demand, like my nightly newscast, The Worldview Report, my daily radio show that's also a TV show now. That's available at WorldviewTube.com. The 90-minute live show, Brandon House Live, that's available each and every day at worldviewtube.com. It cost us many, many thousands of dollars a month in streaming, bandwidth bill, and IT bills to make available these free programs. But we do it as a ministry and public service of WVW Broadcast Network. Now, one way we're able to do this is through the generous support of you through our WVW Foundation. Think of us as your conservative Christian worldview alternative to national public radio, national public television. Would you become a sponsor now so we can continue to push out free radio shows and TV shows at worldviewtube.com and worldviewradio.com? We're also looking for more regular monthly contributors. Would you consider signing up if you haven't already for a monthly contribution, $5, $10, whatever you can afford? It's greatly appreciated. WVWFoundation.com. You'll also find our mailing address there if you prefer to support us through the mail. And you'll find our phone number there if you'd like to make a contribution via the phone. Again, that's WVW, as in Worldview Weekend, WVWFoundation.com. And check out all the free ministry programming at 
worldviewtube.com. And don't forget our Sunday night church service that I've been teaching on Sunday night since 2015. That's live 8 p.m. Central Time at worldviewtube.com each and every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, worldviewtube.com. Brought to you by wvwfoundation.com.